Welcome to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. On today's episode, we are going to discuss is the rivalry between the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning the best in the NHL? We're also going to discuss more of what the national media is saying about the Florida Panthers heading into this 2021-2022 season. And we're also going to discuss some of the roster moves that the Florida Panthers have made ahead of these last two matchups against the Tampa Bay Lightning on today's episode of Locked on Panthers. Your Locked on Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thursday, October 7th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore F. LA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. You can also follow the national show any, anywhere you listen to podcasts, Locked On NHL, and their Twitter page at Locked On NHL Pods, and the Cross Check NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark as they'll be covering all the preseason activities around the National Hockey League. So I was re- refreshing my Twitter feed quite a bit after the. Florida Panthers' defeat of the Tampa Bay Lightning in Orlando by a final score of 3-2 to the next day. Panthers' Twitter is very optimistic, very confident, and I've seen a lot about how the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning might be the best rivalry in the NHL this year. Historically, it's a definite hell no. That, of course, uh, the Florida Panthers have been around since 1993. The Tampa Bay Lightning have been around since 1992. The Both teams have had different arenas starting off their history with the Florida Panthers starting in the Miami arena. And fun fact about the Tampa Bay Lightning, they started off in where the Tampa Bay Rays play right now in Tropicana Field, originally made for baseball. There was no occupant there, and they eventually moved an arena over to Hillsborough County in Tampa. Maybe the Tampa Bay Rays could use a stadium over there too, but, that, but this is a hockey podcast. But a lot of people on Twitter are saying, is the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers the best rivalry in the NHL right now? And I'm very optimistic about the Panthers. I think they're going to have a great season. I think they could even win a playoff round and build that momentum to the point that They could go from winning a playoff round, carrying that momentum, all the way to possibly a Stanley Cup championship. But I need to pump the brakes here. Not going to lie. I think it's top five, but not number one. If you saw that series between the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs last year, that whole three to one, there's even a documentary series on the Toronto Maple Leafs called All or Nothing, which I haven't been able to catch yet. But definitely a documentary series that I want to watch before the season starts because it's going to get busy around here on Lockdown Panthers. But you think about that, 
you think about whether the Philadelphia Flyers can bounce back after a horrible season last year. Of course, they got Keith Yandel, former Florida Panther, now Philadelphia Flyer. Not really optimistic with their acquisition of Rasmus Ristolainen from the Buffalo Sabres. Has been a disaster defensively, and lots of Sabre fans have been very hard on him for good reason. But if Carter Hart bounces back as well, that defense is better around Carter Hart, then we could renew that rivalry between the Philadelphia Flyers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Even though Pittsburgh right now, they're kind of hurting right now with Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin not playing. The California teams, you think about them, both of them are in rebuild mode. Very optimistic about the LA Kings, one of the best farm systems in all of the NHL. Uh, They're expected to take a little bit of a leap, maybe get into the playoffs with that Pacific division that they have. There's a new rivalry in town, but that one is not going to be anywhere near the top with Vancouver and now the newly um, new team in town. In, in the league, excuse me, in the Seattle Kraken, geographically at least. But nobody knows what the Seattle Kraken are going to do. And nobody, and Vancouver's a mess with their cap issues. And they have kind of the similar issues with the Tampa Bay Lightning based on their cap, but with a lot less talent there. The Battle of Alberta as well is another one. The Calgary Flames are in the middle of are they mediocre or are they going to take that leap in order to make the playoffs? And that Pacific division, like I mentioned earlier, is really bad. And Calgary could be one of those teams to fit in to the playoffs in the top three in the Pacific. And I think only three teams are going to make it. Vegas is is a definite. Edmonton is definitely, I, I believe, despite their questions at goalie with Mike Smith, 40 years old, their acquisition of Duncan Keith, who's a little bit on the older side, but you still have McDavid and Drysaddle, who's the best duo in the NHL. And the Calgary Flames have questions on whether they're going to re-sign Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk. And they could be that that could be a rivalry that is could be renewed. Those teams have been around since the 80s. If they're both relevant and they both face off in the playoff series, then that's going to top anything to the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning as far as how the grand scheme of things and the, and the whole view of rivalries in the NHL are going to be viewed, and they're going to put that battle of Alberta over anything in the Southeast for the two Florida teams. You also think about Chicago. And St. Louis, Chicago went from rebuild all the way to contending. The St. Louis Blues just won a Stanley Cup just two years ago. Three years ago, excuse me, now with this season. They lost quite a few pieces. A big one was Alex Petrangelo signing with the Vegas Golden Knights. You also got to think of Vegas, Colorado. That's going to be a rivalry that's going to brew. Geographically, they're next to each other, but they are in different divisions but that's still a rivalry that could really build up there. They did face against each other in a later round than the Florida Panthers did, with that series going to six games as well. Boston, they're always relevant. They're older, 
but they're they're always around. They don't hit the reset button. They don't blow it all up. The the Rangers, they were able to get a little bit of luck with getting the number one overall pick in the second phase of the NHL draft lottery when the teams were in the bubble. Uh, eventually getting the number one overall pick in Alexis Lafreniere. The uh, same part two of the drawing that the Florida Panthers were in. I was on pins and needles hoping that the Florida Panthers would get Alexi Lafreniere. But hey, a, a year ago from this recording, October 6th, the Florida Panthers um, did draft Anton Lundell. And hey, that acquisition of Anton Lundell, him falling to 12, has been... I, I don't want to call it a home run because he hasn't even suited up for the Florida Panthers. He will be suiting up on Thursday against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But Rangers and Bruins. Bruins and Canadiens. That's another one. If the Canadiens, which a lot of people are low on them for good reasons, they lost a lot of pieces. If they're able to still build that from the Lightning in the bottle that they had playing with house money in order to compete for the playoffs, because they're not complete. They're not going to. Montreal Canadiens aren't going to be completely out of it. I think it's five teams battling for four spots in, excuse me, three spots with the three division spots. And then one of the five teams that don't finish in the top three could get a wild card. It could easily be Boston. It could easily be Montreal. It could be easily be Toronto too. But I also believe this with rivalries. A real rivalry is formed. Not only when one team defeats the other, but the, the other team can punch the other team back in the mouth. I believe that the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning will meet again. This time, in the second round. I'm not going to make a prediction at this time, but I believe they will meet again. And I'm, and I'm still riding, not going to lie, I will not lie to you. I'm still riding very high after that win against the Tampa Bay Lightning, seeing it in person at the Amway Center, and seeing how many Florida Panther fans showed out staying up very late to record that episode with Jacob Winans uh, after editing it, stayed up to like one, two in the morning to get that out. I, I debated on whether to wake up early to edit that or to get it out. And I wanted to get it out for you guys in case there were some listeners of Locked On Panthers who happened to be up who wanted to get my immediate recap. And thank you for anyone who was up at that time who was willing to listen and or who woke up early on their drive home to listen to Locked On Panthers, your first listen. But again, in order for a real rivalry to form, you got to be able to defeat the other team as well. And I'm going to assume that a lot of Florida Panther fans who listen to this are also Miami Heat fans. And if you're a Miami Heat fan, do you really see the Orlando Magic as a rival, the state rival? Look at it from that lens. The Miami Heat and Orlando Magic, just like the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers, before last season, have never met in the playoffs, ever. So, and the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning, even before, if you're a longtime listener of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, I said right at the beginning that I don't really see a rivalry between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers because they haven't met. The Tampa Bay Lightning have always been dominant over the Florida Panthers, and it's still kind of that way. I'm going to be truthful. They haven't been able to punch them back. They haven't been able to, as the referee is counting 10 um, in a boxing match for you to get back up, the Florida Panthers haven't been able to do that. 
in their recent history with going up against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And let's not forget, the Florida Panthers didn't run a road game at Tampa Bay in over four or five years until last season. I'm not ready to call this the top rivalry in the NHL, but it very well could be. And it's not going to take regular season wins, even. Even if they sweep the season series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I'm saying this now to kind of keep an even keel as well, because as a Florida Panther fan and also as a podcaster, I have to know also when to tone it down and when to be a little objective at times. And this is going to be one of those times that I'm going to choose to be objective and look at it from the objective lens of the, of the whole NHL as if I weren't a fan. But you have to be able to punch them back. And we're, we're not going to see that in the regular season. And even if the Tampa Bay Lightning do sweep the Florida Panthers, the, if they happen to meet in the playoffs and the Florida Panthers are able to defeat them, yes, you can really call this the best rivalry in the NHL. But you cannot, I mean, you're allowed to view whatever opinion you want from whatever lens you want, but I'm not ready to call this the best rivalry in the NHL at this point in time. But it can change. The Florida Panthers do have a early regular season test on October 19th at Emily Arena. And I've already marked that on my calendar as a big, big game for, as an early test. But it won't be a robbery turning type of game for the Florida Panthers or the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning fan base are still on their high horse, as they should be. If you're back-to-back uh, Stanley Cup champions, then of course you're going to be. I mean, I'm a Heat fan as well. I mentioned this earlier in the segment that I was on my high horse when the big three were here and I, and the Miami heat were winning championships along with my middle school self in 2006 when they won their first championship. And when you, when you're, when you win, you're on your high horse. Of course you, you're, you're the big boys. You're the guy, you're the team that everyone wants to take down and the Florida Panthers based on those, all those penalty minutes as well, also initiated by the Tampa Bay Lightning on Tuesday. They want to beat them. And that is the team in their way. And if you could get past them, then the belief is there that they can go even further and even win the whole thing. As of right now, not the best rivalry in the NHL. In the next segment, we're going to talk about more of the national perspective from the national media based on how they view the Florida Panthers. So keep it right here on Locked On Florida Panthers, your first listen of the day. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use that promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook expert. Use the promo code Locked On. Hey, Cats fans! There's an incredible app everyone uses to buy gas that everyone needs to know about. 
It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code Hockey for NHL and get a bonus of 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code Hockey to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back, and there's no cap. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code Hockey to get up to 50 cent gallon cash back for your first tank. That's code Hockey at GetUpside. Second segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers your first listen of the day. And in this second segment, we're going to talk more about the rivalry between the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, they play two more times in preseason. They play that first game on October 19th, like I said in the first segment. So, (laughs) I mean, if a Tampa Bay Lightning fan were to come on this podcast and listen to me speak, they'll probably be thinking that the Tampa Bay Lightning are living rent-free in my head. And also, (laughs) you could argue that Ryan Lomberg is living rent-free in some of the heads of the Tampa Bay Lightning, we saw it with uh, Pat Maroon and Ryan Lomberg definitely going at each other. And something that Alex Baumgartner of the Fifth Line 5R show, don't want to steal his thunder on this one, is that he said that he wouldn't bench or scratch Ryan Lomberg at all in any games against the Tampa Bay Lightning because we need the Florida Panthers need that guy who is going to get in the heads of opponents. And Ryan Lomberg is definitely one person who definitely has gotten in the heads of some of the Tampa Bay Lightning players, especially in that game three, excuse, game three overtime winner against Vasilevsky. But this segment, we're going to talk about some of the national perspective, like I teased in the previous segment. And there's a new podcast with, from ESPN called In Decrease with Linda Cohn and Emily Kaplan. I know some of y'all are familiar with those two. Linda Cohn especially, because L- Linda Cohn has been somebody that has been on an anchor on SportsCenter as long as I've been alive. For, I, I don't remember exactly when she started on ESPN, but she won, her bread and butter is hockey. Following her on Twitter, big New York Rangers fan, always tweeting about the NHL hockey, and that's her. She's a goalie. She wrote a book about persevering in the field of hockey. Emily Kaplan has also been a, a writer along teaming up with Greg Wachinski, uh, teaming up with their writing on ESPN, and Emily Kaplan's going to be doing some between the glasses, talking between both teams. But the point of this segment is to talk about what they had to say about the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they've been talking about how, something that I have been talking about more on this show, and saying how losing the third line for the Tampa Bay Lightning is going to be something of a bit of growing pains for Tampa Bay as they are starting to figure things out. The third line of Goudreau, Gord, and Coleman can be a lot of teams' first line. Just ask the Buffalo Sabres, ask the Arizona Coyotes, ask the Anaheim Ducks. 
they could very well fit as the top line there. And there's going to be a, um, in order to win a championship, you need production for your bottom six. And the Tampa Bay Lightning lost that. But that's not to say that they're going to take too much of a step back. They they still have their core of Braden Point, Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, who Kucherov and Stamkos didn't play in the game on Tuesday. We didn't see Ryan McDonough out there neither for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And one thing that they said was they believe that the Florida Panthers will win the division based on the turnover for the Tampa Bay Lightning on their third line, especially. And that it means more, something I've said, for the Florida Panthers to get home ice and to really, like I said in the first segment, punch the Tampa Bay Lightning in the mouth and to try to get past them and that team that is, I don't want to say that that is the exact team in their way because that's disrespecting Toronto. That's disrespecting Boston, even though Toronto is also a team that hasn't won a playoff season since 2004. The two teams haven't won since the shootout era began in the Florida Panthers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. So still don't want to disrespect those teams neither. And a team that has been there with the Montreal Canadiens just last year making the Stanley Cup final. But it's just noting that how important it is to continue to get off to that fast start. Let's, let's rewind to just last season. They started 6-0-0. And even the Florida Panthers last year only had a three-game losing streak at most, happening two separate times. And no more than that. That, for the Florida Panthers, they have to have something similar. However, it's a little bit harder to judge where last year, every game, because you're playing the same exact division, the same exact opponents, and those opponents are playing other opponents that you also play, and no, nobody else. So as far as the math, as far as the meaning of the games, every game from one night to the other, whether it was back-to-back or one game in between, the individual game was always a four-point swing. That's not always going to be like that, going back to the regular division. Getting a point, excuse me, giving up a point against a Western Conference team, okay, not a big deal. You, you, you defeat the Edmonton Oilers in overtime, but you salvage a point to them, to Edmonton. Not going to make a difference. Uh, unless you look at the row and the sh- and the and that category as far as tiebreakers, but you defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning, you give it a, and you defeat them in overtime like that, then that's a little bit of a swing. But they're also facing against different opponents on different nights as well. You could be facing against a division opponent while other division opponents are facing against a Western Conference team or a me- even Metropolitan Division team who's already inside their top three as well. So. There's not going to be as much emphasis on each individual game like last year was because it's the jump between going from third to first, second to fourth, to fifth, to seventh, and so on. It's not going to be as in a snap as like it was in a very special season last year, a different type of season, and a season that I hope personally to never happen again. Because of the fact that it's like you were watching just these certain teams, but not really watching anything else. So I didn't really get too much of an opportunity to watch the teams still in the Metro who are not in the Florida Panthers division still this year. Like uh, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, 
as well. Caps, Penguins, didn't really get to see those teams. But the fact that the Florida Panthers face off against each and every one of those teams gives you that opportunity to like also see whether you face off well against each and every team. And the Florida Panthers have that after, even I spoke about that October 19th matchup multiple times just in this show alone. But after that matchup against Tampa Bay, they're right back at home shortly after against the Colorado Avalanche, a team that is probably the absolute favorite to win it all after falling short in the second round against Vegas and having one of the best players in the world in Nathan McKinnon, re-signing Gabriel Landeskog, uh, trading for Darcy Kemper of the Arizona Coyotes, they are still primed to make it and, ho- and probably that they're hoping to win it. Another ho- tough test for the Florida Panthers early on. But the swings, what I'm talking about are the swings in each game, each individual game. It's not going to be like what it was last year. And to put a little bit of perspective for each and every fan out there, that even if the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers, when they face off against each other and the Florida Panthers win a game and they happen to be third, it's not going to be that gradual jump. You're going to have to take care of everything else, and you're going to see a little bit of how they face off against other teams. And it's exciting. I want to see how the Florida Panthers fare off against the Colorado Avalanche early on. I want to see how they do against Vegas as well. New York Islanders as well, who they haven't faced off since the Stanley Cup bubble just two years ago in the qualifiers. And they've made two straight Eastern Conference Finals appearances. So how do they face off against them? But they're just like how they're bottom feeders in the Atlantic, they're also bottom feeders in the Metro, bottom feeders in the Pacific. But the Florida Panthers don't face the Pacific like they do. They, the the quote-unquote bad teams that there are in the Pacific aren't as many as there are in the Atlantic. So there might not be as much separation as well when the, if the Florida Panthers were to win the division. But when you do face those Western Conference teams in the Pacific Division only twice a year, got to make sure that you win those because those are also going to make a huge difference that you make sure you get two points instead of one. Even if it's a shootout win, that doesn't go towards your row. Row is regulation overtime wins for those wondering. So that is extremely important. So not as many swings. This was something I was thinking about really all day today as I was going through the day, thinking about the game on Tuesday against Tampa Bay. Winning two Stanley Cups in 10 months for them. A lot of their guys are tired as well. They might have a few off days based on their superstar players after the grind that they've been through as well. So the for them, it's just for them to make the playoffs. It doesn't matter their seeding. Excuse me. And for the Florida Panthers, you got to make sure you take care of those outside division teams as well even though it's not that much of a swing if you were to give up a point to the opposition. The next segment, we're going to talk about some of the transactions that the Florida Panthers made ahead of their last two preseason games against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So keep it right here on your first listen of the day, Locked on Panthers. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer? Choosing only brand his warehouse happens to carry? 
You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest price possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are, are reliably low and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Third and final segment of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And the Florida Panthers made a couple of moves ahead of their Thursday, which is when this episode drops tonight. October 7th, their matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa, Florida at the Emily Arena before coming back home to wrap up the preseason on October 9th at FLA Live Arena. And they made the, a few moves where they called up Zach Delpy, a player who has been back and forth with the AHL and the NHL. So if Zach Delpy were to be placed on waivers, chances are that he would clear and that no other team would pick him up. And that's a that's a contract and a player that Bill Zito is very familiar with, which is why he was brought here in the first place. And looking at his transaction vic- um, history, there's been times where he's been placed on waivers and then cleared them, going to the taxi squad, NHL, quite a few times with especially late into the season in April when the Columbus Blue Jackets were really out of it last season, just looking at it on cap friendly. So chances are if Zach Delpy were to be placed on waivers again, he likely wouldn't be claimed. He was claimed once when he was a part of the Minnesota Wild, placed on waivers, and then in 2017 he was claimed by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Noah Juleson is another player who has been recalled from AHL Charlotte for tonight's matchup. And that's also for him the same thing, but also for him to compete for this seventh defenseman spot along with Kirstead and Chase Prisky is still battling as well. So we'll probably see more of Noro Juleson in these next two games. Also, Jacob Winans also made a great, very great point on yesterday's episode of Locked On Panthers, uh, joining me after him and I went to the 
preseason game in, or- in Orlando that we've seen enough from Bar- the Barkoffs, the Ekblads, the Huberdos that put the young guys in and that the concern of playing against the Tampa Bay Lightning this many times in the preseason after the playoff series they had last year and the 90-plus minutes of penalty time for both teams combined. And after what happened to Achari, which we still don't have an update at this point in time on Nolatari's diagnosis for his injury. And we, the Florida Panthers, don't need this to happen to a bigger profile name player. So at this point in time, they don't need to put Barkoff, Huberto, and Ekblad, just to name a few, the, the core is what I'm naming, to put them in for extra minutes than what they're supposed to. They, they know they've been around long enough that, that they'll, they'll be prepared for opening night on October 14th against Pittsburgh. And the last one, the last transaction that the Florida Panthers made, recalling Surin Noel from AHL Charlotte, a second-round pick in the same draft as Grigori Danisenko in 2018. And this one is a little bit different of the way I see it, is that Surin Noel is likely, even if he's sent back, which he won't be placed on waivers because he's still on his ELC, is that if there is an injury, even if he doesn't, even if they do put him back, is that if there's another injury, that he's likely the first name to come off from AHL Charlotte. Logan Hudsko just signed his ELC, so he's still pretty young as far as NHL service time. He's the oldest of the three of the three early round picks in 2018. But Sir Noel's impressive prospect showcase, along with those two early preseason games, means that he's likely the next guy to come up for the Panthers. And chances are he might not be sent down once the season starts because of that injury to Achari. That gives so many opportunities, like we talked about, to Maxim Mammon, Sir Noel, and the, 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 and Anton Lundell. Anton Lundell is going to make his debut tonight. That's one thing I'm really excited about. And you'll likely see a lot of Anton Lundell talk on Friday's show because it's a very anticipated debut, even though it's preseason, because of how he played in Liga, how he played on the international level for not only World Juniors, but World Championships. Let's, let's put something in perspective. In the World Championships, he was performing against NHL-caliber players, and he still performed well there. So this gives me the utmost confidence that even though he hasn't played a single minute of preseason to this point, that Coach Q is very confident that he will be impactful and that he even said that he'll be part of the PK for the Cats. And I'm, I've been very hesitant on saying for sure that Anton Lindell will make the roster, but I get a better feeling as these days go by that he will eventually make the roster, even in these two sample sizes, two small sample sizes of two games playing for the Cats in these next two games against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And something something definitely to 
really keep your eye on because let's see how Anton Lindell looks and you will see my reaction based on how he looks at first because we can't necessarily judge completely on how he looked in the prospect showcase because of course they're facing against they're not facing against everyone who is has the NHL experience so but of course on the other side of things Tampa Bay won't be playing all of their starters neither but you'll still have competition against NHL caliber players too so that is one thing to see and to judge based on Anton Lundell's performance but warming up more to the possibility of Anton Lundell making the roster but not necessarily getting my hopes up neither trying to be even keel about it as well as much as I can so we will cover that on Friday's episode of Locked On Panthers so if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast so you be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day and for your second listen of the day and your third listen of the day make sure you subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the preseason activities around the National Hockey League. And when you're done listening to this episode of Locked On Panthers, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Collin leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the IC app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.